Hi, and welcome to The Gene Space, where I talk about creativity, writing, music, life in an autistic household, and other random stuff. I'm so glad you're visiting today. So this essay was written a couple of days into my current adventure and is mostly about the process of walking the dog, not the yo-yo trick. It will surprise no one who knows me because I cannot do yo-yo tricks. I'm the opposite of dexterous. However, um, this is about walking real dogs and it features a couple of pairs of dogs, the ones I'm taking care of this week and two significant dogs of my past. I'm recording it sitting a few feet away from the dogs, who are sleeping right now, gonna let them lie, but if there's a little bark or two, it will be Virgil or Dill. Enjoy the show. So I'm house-sitting this week. A mini vacation, wow, I thought when I took on the commitment. Somebody else's house in a different town, a town where I get lost a lot. I'll get to explore. It'll be just wonderful. Plus, I'll be going back to my actual house almost every day. I forgot just a couple of things. First, to check the weather forecast. It's January and there's snow on the ground, plus more snow expected all week, plus a nor'easter hitting on the weekend making exploration and getting back and forth a bit more tenuous. Second, I forgot that every vacation includes a first day that ranges from tiring to terrible. Maybe it's different for, for you, but uh, this is the way it works for me. The travel part wasn't hard, being a half hour drive, but everything in a different house is, well, different. It took me an embarrassing amount of time and effort to get water to come out of the kitchen faucet. You need to tilt it sideways and to find the light switches, figure out the appliances, locate the silverware drawer, and the like. I finally achieved the last item on my to-learn list, how to get hot water from the kitchen faucet, this morning, a mere 40 hours into my stay. It took about a day to find my way around the house without having to backtrack. That surprised me since I live in an almost 90-year-old house with a more contemporary extension at the back. I figured I was used to crazy house plans and slanting floors. However, my new-to-me house is 200 years old, uh, also with a more contemporary extension at the back. There are two staircases going upstairs, leading to a landing and hall with several closed doors. One of those doors leads to a bathroom. Guess which one it is? Never the one I open first. Those are for a bedroom or another bedroom or an office or yet another stairway that goes up to the attic. In spots, the floors make me wish I'd brought crampons and an ice axe. It's a bit of a workout to get from one room to another, especially if I factor in the dog gates downstairs that are theoretically swing open, but in fact must be climbed across. The dogs are Virgil and Dill, not their real names. Blonde and brunette, respectively. The dog in the photo that I have uh, up top looks a lot like Virgil. Blonde, long, longish hair. In comparison with our old dog, Watson, a tall golden retriever who weighed 90 pounds, they seem tiny, but they're just small, around 20 pounds each. This is slightly bigger than Capone the cat. 
although the pups are not nearly as inclined to hook my pants with a claw when I'm passing them. I like both dogs and cats, though I fall more comfortably into the camp of cat people. It's been a real treat, however, to be around the dogs. I trotted them around town on my first full day in the house. Every dog I've walked has been different. My mom's poodle, Leonidas, loved walks but hated leashes. He was hyper, curious, and a leaner out of car windows, to the point on uh, a couple of occasions he fell out of the automobile and we had to reverse and retrieve him. He wasn't trained. My mother had something against training dogs. So on Leo's walks, he pulled and pulled. He especially loved dashing around the corners of things, probably in hopes of finding something to hump. Watson, the dog Dave and Sonny and I had, was curious and moderately trained. On a walk, he pulled a little, especially when he saw a hazardous and enticing item, like a cigarette butt or a bottle cap. But mostly, once he located a good stick to carry, he'd be content to go forward at an even pace. Choosing the stick took some time. He'd pick up one, walk with it for a bit, then drop it for a bigger one. Eventually, he'd trade up to a stick as large as he could possibly carry. Often, these were branches several feet long. For the remainder of the walk, Watson would look up frequently to make sure his walker appreciated what a great stick he'd found. I'd never walked two dogs at the same time. I've seen plenty of rom-coms with the heroine being comically dragged through a park by her charges, so I was a little apprehensive about handling more than one dog uh, simultaneously, but we had an easy time of it. Virgil and Dill, together, weigh less than half what Watson did, and they never took off full speed in the same or opposite directions. Virgil was the investigator, forging eagerly ahead, then stopping to sniff. He found something fascinating every few feet. He crossed from side to side, sometimes tangled the leashes, and during our tramping bits, walked closest to the road. Dill, meanwhile, seemed mostly interested in keeping his short legs moving. He walked in the middle of us three. Sometimes he'd stop to examine one of Virgil's finds, about one in every four. I slid comfortably into the stop and start amble of dog walking, stepping into the verge to make way for the people with somewhere to go, crossing the street carefully, and keeping a wary eye for squirrels and other inciting beasts. It struck me that the experience was similar to what happens when I write. The world is full of fascinating stuff. A yappy bit of me loves every rabbit hole and can't wait to tell Dave or Sonny all the stuff I discovered while writing that day. There's a working dog part of me that enjoys the exercise of putting the words on the page and has already written about three times as many words as this essay will contain. And then there's an animal in charge, probably a cat, pulling us past some of the rabbit holes, stopping for others, one eye on the traffic, the other on the clock, reminding us that our deadline today is 11 o'clock. So figure out an ending already. Thanks so much for listening. So my feelings about walking dogs have 
sometimes been ambivalent. I tend to want to walk steadily rather than do the stop and start thing so much, and frankly, sometimes there's weather that I would rather not walk in. But I find it's a relaxing corrective to go at the dog's pace. I might not be interested in that bush or fire hydrant, but there's something that catches my eye in the scenery and sparks a thought. Just have to make sure that the dog isn't actively seeking out something that's harmful to him. That was always an issue with our golden retriever, Watson, who was trying to eat the world, basically, and who was allergic to a bunch of stuff, as many goldens are, and who was strong and could pull me sideways. Still, this week, I realized I kind of miss walking dogs. On the other hand, some days it's been pretty snowy, and if I had my druthers, I'd stay inside. So, do you have a dog? Do you like walking a dog? Or do you prefer an animal who can stay inside in bad weather? I'd love to know. You can check out this podcast as a blog on my WordPress page. There's a link in the description box. And if you'd like to support this show, that would be awesome. There's a donation button on my homepage. Until next time, be well. <laughs>